everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Silence That Tolls. Once again, I'm your solo host, Keisha Vyas, and apologies for the delay in episodes. You know, I kind of needed to wait for a few weeks to pass for me to understand how I'm going to handle the podcast from here on out, considering the fundamental format of it has been broken, and I needed some stuff to happen in the world so I could actually talk about it. Uh, we'll start off with uh, one of the most interesting things for me is the game called Valorant. Now, a lot of you aren't gamers, so I'll keep this segment short. A long story short, a very popular game company called Riot Games dropped a uh, released a new first-person shooter game known as Valorant. And while the game is very fun and takes aspects from many other popular shooters, the important thing to understand is that the anti-cheat system. Now, all online first-person shooter games have a system to help against cheating or hackers. And it's a very good thing to have this. However, when it comes to Valorant, Valorant uh, at the moment is a closed beta. But those who were in the closed beta figured out that the anti-cheat installs itself onto the very highest level of your computer security. So basically, you know, this program, the anti-cheat, has the authority to do whatever it wants, whenever it wants in your computer. Now... The way you know this, the, one of the easiest way you know this is when you install Valorant, or you begin to play it, it asks you to reboot your computer. Why? Because this anti-cheat system installs itself at the very core of your computer and needs to be startup somehow. And while their logic for having it install at the very highest level makes sense, the problem is, is it's a rootkit file. And a rootkit file is defined as... Let me pull this up real quick. A rootkit has been defined as a set of software tools that enable an unauthorized user to gain control of a computer system without being detected. Now, you might be wondering, hey, you know, it's just Riot Games. You know, what what's the big deal about that? You know, what if they ha- have this rootkit on my computer? Well, if you're slightly paranoid like me and care about your computer security a bit more than others... You, you follow the chain that if, let's say Riot Games or their parent company Tencent, owned by a China comp- uh, you know, owned by uh, Chinese holdings, let's say they had installed this rootkit, they might not do anything with it, but you know who would like to do something with it? A very easy rootkit access, uh, something that is running in your computer always, by, by the way, this runs always, not just when you're, you know, playing the game, always. Uh... You know who would love such backdoor constant access? Hackers. Someone who would actually want to do something malicious with their computer. And, you know, while there are ways to play the game, and I'm not saying not play it, so until, you know, if you can virtualize Windows, meaning like you can, you know, basically simulate Windows, then it's a great way to play it. But you need to be careful of software out there. This company seems, and this is general safety, you know, if before you install something, it's better to look into it just one step further. That one step can protect you and, you know, prevent you from getting hacked. So, yeah. Uh, now that we're over with the Valorant news, uh, we can go on to... Oh, oh, man. This isn't a news podcast, but it's turning into one, isn't it? Oh, well. Um, we can start with something very interesting, which is this new charity uh, system that's been called All In, I believe. All In has a lot of celebrities and very popular artists, you know, uh, 
TikTokers going ahead and coming together and saying, hey, if you, and they're holding a large raffle, essentially, a large lottery raffle. Essentially, if you donate certain amounts of money, you'll get X many entries into this raffle. And the prizes are, are pretty interesting. They, they range from something like golf with Justin Timberlake to meeting the cast of Friends to producing a song with Quavo and racing Lamborghinis with him. And the list goes on. I think as of now, there are about a hundred different prizes, and you can donate various amounts of money to get more entries into it. All proceeds will go to uh, helping food banks uh, and uh, COVID-19 relief programs. That's a very interesting thing here, because as most, uh, at least I have a hot take here, and that mainstream media is dying out. Uh, modern television, what we see as like TV celebrities specifically, I feel like are becoming obsolete. And this is a way for them to stay relevant. And it's, you know, it's, this is a great thing. I, I think this is a very good way for, for people who have power to give back to the community. But I think this is also a last-ditch attempt by people, by TV stars, to, to get that last bit of fame. Because the... In my opinion, you don't have to look any further than YouTube's trending page. Not now, not now, but YouTube's trending page on a normal day. When you used to go there, you know, you would have, you know, some odd videos here or there. And then you'd always see maybe one or two late night show clips. Most of them, most of these late night shows are uploading their clips to YouTube because they know that's a more, that's a better platform for them. And especially as our age goes in our generation, the Gen Z, whatever, you know, Zoomers go in. We prefer fast-paced, the way currently we're absorbing very fast-paced content, very fast-paced, snappy content. And these long, drawn-out TV shows aren't really the format that seems to be, you know, the meta right now. So, you know, uh, while this all-in is a good thing, I feel like it's partially publicity stunt or those people who who aren't uh, doing so well on their networks anymore. Either way, I would highly recommend if you're interested in, you know, meeting the cast of Friends or producing a song with Quavo or getting, you know, tennis lessons, you should go on to find uh, go to the All In program and uh, go donate, you know, if you can afford it. It's it's one way to help. There's a thousand and one ways to help. You do one. That's great. Oh boy, okay, wait. You know, I I just remembered this. Yesterday, uh, I uh, went for a drive uh, with my parents, and we drove by Coyote Hills, the a, uh, a regional park nearby. And, oh my god, there were so many people there. There were crowds and droves of people. The warm weather brought them all out. And social distancing kind of just, like, went to... No, no, literally no social distancing. Or mobs of like joggers walking together. They're like people biking, all without face masks. Although you know, there's like a few with face masks, but most of them without face masks. And it's like, <sighs> I know we don't have a lot of cases, and I know the weather is warm, but that doesn't mean you should go do these ridiculous things. And it's just, just you know made me a bit irked that there were people who thought that mass gatherings were completely okay 
you know, personally where I live, uh, I don't have that many. Uh, my, my specific zip code, oh, by the way, if you live in the Alameda County area, they released a map uh, which updates every 24 hours with your with the number of cases in your zip code. That may be pretty interesting. Yeah, you know, my, my region has less, you know, my zip code has less than 100 right now. And uh, I think that's, that's the way I'd like to keep it. But who knows, you know, all it takes is one gathering and one person sick and there it goes. Anyways, uh, mini tangent aside. Uh, I think I'm going to be moving on to a bit of a touchy subject right now. It's uh, Monsieur Joe Biden and the alle- the uh, sexual harassment allegations or assault, be- uh, sexual assault allegations being made against him. Now, I'm not going to comment on whether I think it happened or not despite there being a ton of evidence that it did. Uh, I want to specifically focus on the fact that Joe Biden and the New York Times. The New York Times, when they originally wrote this article, had a, par- had a segment within their report stating that this is might be, this is very strange because Biden was like, uh, you know, he was, he was, he had, there were so many other years people could have attacked him for this. And additionally, he has never made women uncomfortable besides general hugging and kissing. And that, you can go look up the exact paragraph on, like, Twitter or something. You'll you'll find it. It's not that hard. But the shortly after the New York Times released this article, they removed that segment. And a lot of people were confused as to why. And it's because the Biden campaign asked that the section be removed because it made Biden look like he had assaulted multiple women or multiple women had made an allegation against him and in retrospect you know when when you look at it in this isolated incident you go oh okay that's fair you know they don't want to spread misinformation okay yeah that makes sense but you look at this as a whole a political campaign just asked a supposedly independent news outlet to edit an article released on them. And to that, I, I can't, I don't know how to deal with that because independent journalism is something we need to support. Independent, unopinionated journalism is something I think we need to support. But a political campaign, the... Now that Bernie is gone, you know, Biden's the uh, nominee, he, he, he just asked a news company to remove information about him. Now, if you put this into greater context, imagine if there are other campaigns who have done this, other, you know, companies who are doing cover-ups. And it just, the idea that this could happen, I think, is sickening. And it happened in closed doors. It, no one, you know, there was no tweet, there was no poster, you know, there was no, like, official statement by the campaign saying, hey, we would like New York Times to remove this, blah, blah, blah. They they did this pretty much covertly. And I, th- I want, I, I don't know what to do about it, but it's just mind-boggling to think that Biden is a political machine could do this. And, you know, some might call me a skeptic, saying, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. 
someone I was talking to and I were I was talking to someone about the state of media right now and how toxic it's becoming. It's becoming more commercialized. And I fear that this is where it's going. The fact that whoever wants controlled journalism and pseudo you know, the, the, the idea of pseudo free speech, I feel is coming. Anyways, um on to something kind of funny, uh, similarly ironic though. Or not similarly ironic, just funny. Uh, it's <laughs> it's these YouTube videos uh, that are basically that is someone interviewing people at anti-lockdown, anti-coronavirus uh, protests. And there's this guy I found. Uh, I'll you know link the YouTube channel in the description below. There's this guy that you know was on one of the protests. He being interviewed, and I'll play a clip for you now. Do it! Somebody come cough in my face! Yes! Cough directly in my face! Well, wait. No, wait. I never did put on hand sanitizer ever. And I don't ever wash my hands. Can you believe that? Believe it because it's true. In my opinion, we're looking at a seasonal flu and a bunch of fake death numbers. Go ahead, America. Touch your face. Go out and have sex. And don't worry about touching anything. Fucking touch anything and everything. It makes your immune system stronger. I used to be afraid of raw eggs and raw meat. And now I drink raw eggs and I eat raw meat. And I have been for years and I'm fucking fine. Every conspiracy you've pretty much ever heard of is all pretty much true. 9-11 was an inside job. No one's ever walked on the moon. The vaccines are poison. Can you cough in my face? See, people are too, they're too scared to even cough when you ask them to. And, you know, some of you might have been laughing, but it's like, this is, you know, has to, has this gone too far? Like, are these the people who are spreading the pandemic and just absolutely ruining things for people? And, you know, this is pe- people, you know, a lot of my friends are often like, oh, Keshav, you know, how can you say what I'm, you know, what I'm about to say? I feel like natural selection would have gotten this guy. I think natural selection was here to prevent the people like this from from being absolutely ridiculous about this. It's funny though. It's funny, and I hope you took that in good humor and understood that if there's people around you who are like this, uh, shame them and tell them to get back inside because at the at the moment, I don't think this is a hoax. All right. Uh, This is the end of another Silence That Tolls podcast. I will see you in the next one. Thanks for listening. Bye.